The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hello, Conroe and Montgomery County. It is a beautiful, beautiful day here in downtown Conroe at the Lone Star Internet Radio Studios. Welcome to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel, except I don't have a Mel today, or at least not right now. I have Holly. Hey. Hi, Miss Holly. How are you? Groovy. Good. It's so glad to have you back here in the studios and back on the show. And well, I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm not sure I'm a uh, fit substitute, but oh you know, yeah, you got this. We'll I ain't worried about you because somehow we always find plenty of things to talk about. I guess that's true. Yeah. So anyway, it is a gorgeous day. Um, if you're not familiar with Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel, what we like to do is is talk about things that are going on uh, in the news, events that are coming up, all the amazing new things that are happening here in Conroe, Montgomery County, in the greater Montgomery County area, and, you know, toast them with our special brand of toasting, um, just to say uh, thanks for, for bringing the best here to Montgomery County. And uh, it's a really good time to uh, to be living in the Conroe area because boy are things going if you hear any noise in the background you can hear them doing improvements <laughs> construction yeah. right next door getting things ready to go and um, you know and going and growing but you know there's been so much in the news here lately and um, you know and, and everything's kind of crazy and I got bombarded with some news on the way here that I'm still trying to process and everything but uh, but as we all know you know we've got you know, some, some COVID update numbers that came out yesterday. You know, we have 50%, 57% of the infected cases here in Montgomery County have already recovered. Right now, we only have 14 hospitalized cases of COVID. We have 432 that are active but not hospitalized, saying that, you know what, if you get it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Odds are you're going to yeah. be all right. Yeah. You're going to be all right. So, you know, it's nice positive spin considering everything else that's been going on here in the news lately. Uh, but, you know, I, the one of the things that Mel and I talked about last week was something that was coming up, and that would be that was the Landshark Restaurant at Margaritaville is now officially open. All right. And why we haven't been there to enjoy some margaritas. It's a mystery. Uh, it's it's an, an absolute mm -hmm. just disgrace. we got to mm -hmm. fix that. We do. Um, Star Cinema Grill is fixing to open up all of their area locations. I mean, there's fence to the left, fence to the right. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all It's happening. time. Mm -hmm. It's time. It is. Um, Schlitterbahn is even opening up on June 13th. Of course, we have the Big Waters um, Water Park over in New Caney that is now officially open. So summertime is here and upon us, even though we're like halfway through June. And what about all of these cool high school graduations that finally got to come together for all these seniors? Yeah, it's a it, gosh, just the whole 
you're graduating from anything mm-hmm. this year is just, I mean, the colleges, high schools, internships, new jobs. It's just amazing yes. what this year is going to do to to society. Yeah. Know? And, and you know, I, I read something the other day. Like, some people were talking about this may be the actual beginning of the gap year in America. That, you know, in Europe, so many people, when they graduate from high school, take a gap year. Yeah. To work, to travel, you know, that's Backpack sort of a, yeah, the, whatever it is. Yeah. Or just to travel, I mean, to work for a while, in a, in, maybe in a field mm-hmm. you might, or maybe in maybe right. just to earn some money. And that it would be a very good thing mm-hmm. uh, for most people. Um, would have probably been a good thing for me. To, well, uh, you know, j- and for my I kid. Agree. Just maturity, the maturity level of anybody. Yep. And you go straight from, you know, your mommy's house to... You know, living on your own, and, and yeah. you know, it's like anyway. No, I, I think agree. It, I think a gap year would be a great thing. Yeah, I think, you it, and you know, and it, you know, especially having two, you know, kids that are in high school right now. And one of the things that we've talked about with the closing of schools, you know, yes, we did online learning, and yeah, we were able to do some of that, but they didn't do any learning really. Right. They did right. some busy work. They did some practice to keep the skills that they sure. had been taught, but they didn't really, you know, learn anything new and different. So how do we go into now as sophomores and be moving on to these next levels when there are still so many lessons that they're going to have to teach Absolutely. to get these kids caught up? Absolutely. Well, and, you know, they say the last few weeks of school are nothing and the first few weeks of school are just reviews. So maybe it won't be, you know, it, it, they'll have to hit the ground running, that's for sure. Absolutely. You know, well, really but everybody's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I'm, there isn't equal. you know, that's right. Everybody's in the same boat. Now, that's probably not true because those without parents making them do it or those without access to the internet mm-hmm. or the or the computers weren't not able to to do right. what you know our kids were but and we have to be cognizant of that but it's still you know everybody ha- everybody went through covid so yeah. that's for sure well yeah. you know and it's really you know when you look at all of these uh student athletes you know that oh, were, are entering yeah. college or already in college or were graduating college and looking for a scholarship yeah. yeah and you know how or in the world fun or what they've worked their rear end off all yes, their life exactly yeah. it's you, tough and you know so seeing these graduations come to light you know after so many of them had to give up prom and had to give up so many of these rites of passage that so many of us enjoy right. you know right um during that time of our lives it's it's nice to at least see that so many of them got to participate participate it's, in a graduation right. ceremony. Absolutely. And I know that Conroe ISD, Willis ISD, um, a lot of the local districts around here have worked really, really hard to be able to still respect the... Find a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. the precautions, the safety and everything, but be able to bring that. But what I thought was really cool, and it's a story that I've seen pictures of that I have not just completely dived into, Um is in New Braunfels, they say that they have now started a new graduation tradition. Did you see this? I did, going down the chute. Going down the chute, and they're capping down <laughs> in a tube. I'm like, I want to go do that. I do, too. In fact, I think we should. Yeah. I think yeah. so, too. I will wear a cap and gown if somebody wants me to. I'm not proud. I'm there. Yeah. I've got I, no problem. No. I think I've still got mine in a box somewhere. I mean, I'll wear something under it, yeah. as far as you know. Well, but, yeah. But you know, as far yeah, as anybody exactly. needs exactly. to know. Exactly. But, you know, I've got a nephew that's at Texas State in San Marcos, and I'm thinking, and he's graduating this summer, but they had to postpone graduation to August. They're right. doing all, sure. everything. They're all And I'm time. like, I would totally yeah. do that. Absolutely. I'm so game. I so. wonder if it was official or just a bunch of kids did it. I think it was official because they were so taking cool. pictures yeah. individually I as they came it. down yeah. the chute. I'm not like you. I saw it a little bit and I didn't stop on it. But I know. Yeah. And it's like, what took them so long to come up with this brilliant idea? <laughs> and they may have been doing it casually all this time, but we Probably. didn't know. Yeah. But, now, so, yeah. but now the focus was on right. it. Exactly. But I loved it. It was it was really good to see. And, um, you know, kids are going to be kids and find a way around it Absolutely. and find some new ways to celebrate. So 
Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like everything reopening. You know, um, tomorrow morning is, is the first in-person Conroe Chamber Networking Breakfast ah. uh, morning mingle um, that they've had since the COVID closure. Sure. Um, so, you know. And where's that going to be? That's actually going to be at the Conroe Chamber office. So okay. they have been having it at McKenzie's. Um, they're doing individually wrapped breakfast items. Right. Uh, but you can also, if you're still not comfortable going out in public and publicly networking, um, you can actually do a Zoom call and you can still see everybody that's there right. and connect with right. everyone. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those adaptations that you keep seeing. But Well, that's one of the things that I'm really trying because I'm, you know, basically don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm really trying to be, you do you. You know, if you, you want to wear a mask, if you yep. still don't want to leave your house, if you know. That's fine. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge you. But don't worry about me getting on a plane the first second I can. Exactly. You know? In fact, I already have. I know. <laughs> I know. I was jealous because you went to Nashville. Exactly. It's like one of my favorite places on the planet. Uh, but, yeah, and I think that's what everybody's trying to be or needs to get yeah. really respectful of. Right, you know, exactly. Do do what you're comfortable with, and, you know, and, and I'm going to do what I'm comfortable with. Right. And if you don't like the fact that I'm not wearing a mask and not wearing That's gloves, fine. then just stay on the other side exactly. of the room. It's perfectly right. fine. That's right. And I'm okay with that. I um, have some colleagues in Austin, and many of them are very, um, I'm just going to say it, judgy of yeah. me. Because I'm not, you know, because like on a call the other day, one of them was like, well, I'm sure Holly's been out to eat three or four times. I'm like, Dude, I went out to eat the first night. I did, too. And I, that's just my thing. But I'm not, if you don't feel comfortable with that, no problem. Nope. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Do it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. You don't want to go to the Chamber of Commerce or you want to go because there's a wrapped chicken fajita? Yeah. Grab your wrapped chicken fajita. That's fine with me. Or bring your own if you want to. <laughs> exactly. Do what you got to do. But, yeah. it's, but it is time and it is critical. You know, as we're moving into this phase three of reopening, it's critical for our economy, not only here locally, Conroe, Montgomery County, state of Texas, nationwide, worldwide, that we start getting back into some semblance of not new normal, but normal. Yeah. I I just think that there's going to be so many studies and, you know, not just economics, but social studies about how we shut down our economy without even uh, no planning, no no thinking. I mean, and I'm not criticizing because it is so easy. I try in my life not to look back at things and say, how did they make that decision? Right. Because everybody just makes the best decision they can with what information exactly. they have. Exactly. But, wow, that was a huge decision to have been undertaken with, in in, su- in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And how we all just were like, okay. That's, you know, do you, Yeah. I know. And then you look at what they've done with, uh, you know, unemployment. And, and as somebody who, who uh, missed out on that boat, um, that, and even I still haven't even gotten my first stimulus check yet. But to see what, you know, they come in and they're like, okay, well, we've got to keep people afloat. we gotta, we yeah. got to keep people afloat. So we're going to not only give you unemployment, we're going to bump it up. And then, you know, now we're on the other side of it where you've got people that are now making more money staying at home yeah. on, on unemployment than they are um, going back to work. And now we have this other dilemma. Exactly. Um, how you do know, you make them do that? How yeah. do you, but it's one of those things too. Again, it's the adapting and the learning, but I, I think it too differentiates people's way of thinking as far as, you know, uh, you know, I, I was ready to get back to work. It was, it's like, oh, really, yeah. I work very, very long days for absolutely no reason right now, yeah. just because it feels really good to <laughs> right. be back uh, working and be, you know, be in the office and being productive. But Going forward, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And, 
you know, there with everything else going on in the news that we're going to talk about, there's there's all kinds of insanity that we need to address and and um, how we're going to be moving forward post COVID nineteen. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and uh, there's some other elements that COVID isn't gone out of this conversation because no. there's some other elements that I want to bring back to it. But we're going to take our first break today. We're actually going to come back with a guest on the phone. <laughs> Something we haven't done before. We're just trying all the new things. That's right. All the new things. If you are listening to us on um, the Moxie Innovative page on Facebook and you're about to get in your car to head out for lunch, don't forget you can tune in to 104.5 or 106.1 on the FM dial if you're here in the Conroe area. Or you can live stream us on IRLoneStar.com. This is Toast of the Town with Christy and Holly and we'll be right back. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 936- to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to Toast the Town with Christy and Mel and Holly. Holly, thank you so much for coming to join me today because it would have been awfully lonely just sitting here talking by myself. It would have been. It would have been really depressing and very boring. But we do have somebody on the phone that we would like to patch in. Are you there? I'm here. So excited. Okay, now don't scream too loud, and you are on speakerphone. Okay. So remember to okay. enunciate your words correctly. Okay. <laughs> you just got started. Uh, you're, ta- you're, talk- uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, you're talking to me. I don't enunciate. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm, we're working on that. Anyway, we've got uh, Mel tuning in on the phone live from the metropolis that is um, outside Huntsville, Texas. And I've got Miss Holly Arbuckle here in the studio with me, and we've been talking about the all the craziness that's been going on with COVID and all the great new developments, things opening up, uh, the great yeah. graduation ceremonies that have been coming on. And, yeah. you know, one of the other cool things about life getting back to normal is we're starting to see building and construction happen again. That's exciting. It is exciting. And, you know, they just announced uh, this past week that there is a new development that's coming to Conroe that's going to add 12,000 homes off of uh, FM 242, uh, price range between 250 to 350,000. They're looking at phase one of the development opening up on in 2021. Will it be a city of Conroe? Or it do will you be know? city of it Conroe. It is city of Conroe. Wow. Really? Yeah, 12,000 new rooftops. Um, but, but what a wow. what a great promise of what's, what's going coming. on yeah, and what's happening here. Right. You know, uh, Holly and I were just talking about they're doing some construction and um, things next door to us while the show was going on, but it's great to see all this new life yeah. that's still coming back. Everybody's starting to get back in the swing of things, money and investments are starting to come back in again. And we're starting to see that new life happen. Yeah. 
and, and you know, the, the construction next door is one thing, but I know what you're really excited about, and that's the construction behind it. Well, the beer garden. there's there. Yes, there is a new beer garden. Did you know there's a beer I garden? I did. I, I met the guy exciting. yesterday, actually. It's yeah. very exciting. I know between the beer garden and Margaritaville, we're going right. to have to make some Absolutely. rounds here lately. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and, and as you know, all of us that grew up here and, you know, know this downtown square area so well, there was another story that came out that I thought was really awesome. And that is that MHW Real Estate has purchased the old Carter drugstore Absolutely. on the corner. And um, <sighs> and they are renovating it. And it's pretty awesome because they're moving their headquarters. Um, our friend Jody Joukowsky is moving his headquarters here. Already did. Already did. Already did. To they're downtown Conroe. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they're also going to have available space. They're, you know, the tenant, they have additional tenants of Blue Epiphany and University of St. Thomas. I mean, how so exciting is that? I toured it yesterday. So yeah. the... Um, the the the, clo- the left corner, if you're facing it, is going to be University of St. Thomas, and they are starting a very strong nursing um, program. And so the that will be a place for students to come in and out. It won't be classrooms, but it'll right. be you know it's like going to be online. Yes, there's going to be wow. a resource center there, and that's where the online learning will start, where they'll sign up and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then on the other side of that will be Blue Epiphany Winery. Which we love. Yes, which is so going to be a tasting room and all that stuff. And then upstairs there are offices uh, for rent. And it's really cool because they left a lot of the natural wood mm-hmm. and everything in there. They didn't – in fact, Jody told me yesterday there was there were lots of um, embers – not embers, but w- wood that had been burned, and you could see it. They're still charred. Oh, and he, he wow. told them, he said – just reinforce that. Don't take it down. That's and very it's cool. really cool. Cool so personality. Tell, exactly. So the, the it's got a very good feel for it's old and yet it's all painted and fresh and new. So right. it's it's I wouldn't call it rustic, um, but it's just kind of the new style now, which is a mixture Auth- of old authentic. and new. Yeah, yeah. It's authentic, exactly right. And the offices mm-hmm. are they're small, but they're they're there's windows all through it. It's light and bright. And uh Really, it's really going to be a cool building, I think, for a lot of that people, and, and really have be a lot happening right there. Yeah, well, so. you know, and yeah. I was I was reading a little bit about it, and the building was, it was built in 1912, and then it burned. Right, and that's the and then mm-hmm. um, and then they reopened here um, as the Carter Pharmacy. Is that right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Well, the the what we all need to recognize is that it's the the blending of the old with the new, and con- as Conroe continues to grow. We're, we're redoing the, the outdated, I'm using that term loosely, um, portions of downtown and updating it and bringing more people into downtown, which is great. But not just awesome. throwing it away, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. right. And, and bringing new life into some of these structures. And that's part of what's so charming to me, you know, and downtown Carter especially, because it, you know, has a special place in my heart. But all of these old downtowns all across the state of Texas. Right. That seeing this not this life and this rehabil- well, rehabilitation. Let me jump in here, just if you don't mind. Please, I go just ahead. came next, you know, coming into the radio station right next door to the radio station, mm-hmm. Market Street, Mercantile. Yes, think. yes. And it's a bunch of different Conroe vendors. So yes. everything in the store, and I mean, and it's got essential oils and arts and crafts and cooking things and beautiful and gift items and items and cool hats yes. i may or may not have to go buy right now yeah but I, she yes. told me she's like it's everybody in here is either from conroe or it's made in conroe yeah. and it's just the coolest stuff so next time you have to buy a gift of any sort or get something cool for yourself yes come in it is and it, i promise you there is very very high quality interesting things in that yes. store so and then you've got the boutique across the street uh, right. sweet texas treasures which i love 
and I haven't been in there in a while, so I may just, just have to new kind stuff. of drift. Right, and just, right. You know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. You know, supporting the local economy. Absolutely. You know, doing doing my part where I can. But but you know, the right. thing that's cool about it is there was a time when we supported the local economy and it just wasn't quite as good. And I mean, mm-hmm. we did it anyway, and you know, we went to the restaurants even though we would have rather gone somewhere else. But it's not like that now. No. This stuff is no, equally no, as good or better as anything you can get anywhere else. Yeah. I was shocked right. and amazed to see some of the really cool things in there. So yeah, that's and, great. And it's alive and thriving and to right. see, you know, people starting to take chances back in business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we uh, unfortunately, you know, in during the shutdown, we did lose a lot of small businesses uh, not only here in the downtown area, but everywhere. But to see this new growth and this new right, life and right. all of these new things coming there, it's just so exciting. It is. It is. And then to realize that we're going to have, you know, 12,000 new homes here in, in a couple of years. And that's just Crazy. one development. Yeah, that's just one. Yeah. That's just one development. And there's building going on all over the place. I know um, traveling down Longmire, they're doing the Longmire oh, expansion yeah. that is years and years and years overdue. Uh, but just the growth during on that corridor on that and out on League Line, the new developments that are going out, it's right. just, it's amazing to see. It is. It's a very exciting time to, you know, be, yeah. you know. To be a Conronian. To be Conroe-like. a Conronian. Conroe-like. What, are we, what is the appropriate term? I don't know. We're gonna, there, that's got to um, be detailed in some book somewhere, right? Somewhere. Well, if you, if you really must know, it's Conroe-ite. Yes, I think it Conroe-ite. is. Conroe-ite. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I know. I don't like it. I think Conroy is a little better, but that's just me. You know what? Conroy. 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 I'm kidding. Actually, I kind of like that. It kind of works. But, yeah, it is It is very good to see, and I think it's really cool that um, that Jody and his crew, you know, took back that building and made it into right. something beautiful and something new, but still mm-hmm. kept the, the and he's a charm. Busy, he's a busy man. Flavor, he's a yeah. busy man. He is a busy guy. He is. Going he is. 90 to nothing and, um, you know, and he, he and his beautiful wife, Nicole, you know, raising sweet babies and, you know, and then juggling all the 40,000 right. other, other things they've got going yeah. on. And, uh, you know, and he puts on Faith Fest every year. Right. And he's still doing that, right? Yeah, but we had to, we had to postpone it. Yeah. Um, we had, we're, it's going to be Francesca Betticelli. Ooh. Is that her name? Yes. Okay. Um, and we just got right up to the deadline and just decided that it probably wasn't worth the risk. Right. So, uh, because we would have to pay, you know, such a, mm-hmm. so we postponed it to the spring and she is coming in the spring. That's very so exciting. So it will be in the spring. So that, that Faith Fest is, is not gone. It's just postponed. That is awesome. It is. You know, it and, um, yesterday, if anybody was tuning in to K-Star Radio, they heard that the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival is still scheduled to go on the second oh, weekend in October, which will be October 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, here in the streets of downtown Conroe, of course, you know, who knows what will happen between now and then. But to announce such an exciting lineup and, again, you know, keeping on with, with life here and, and using money into this yeah. economy, bringing things back. It's um, And, again, if you don't want to come, don't come. It's don't okay. Come. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, okay. You know, and, by the way, you can still send us money. We're a nonprofit. Exactly. You know, so you can support <laughs> the Friends of Conroe. And, uh, you know, we'll still take those. We'll take, right. If you don't feel like coming, it's all right. Just Send us that 200 bucks you were going to spend exactly. on beer exactly. and food, and, and we'll just you know, uh-huh. give that out to our <laughs> high school scholarships. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll put it the right place. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So uh, there's uh, the next kind of topic that we have that we're going to be talking about is going to be kind of a lengthy one, so I think we might take a little bit quicker second break than we normally do. Mel, you're going to stay on the line with us, right? Sure. Okay, because we have some, some big things that have been going on in the news and something that I found out today that that really, you know, bothered me 
um, that goes along with all these things coming up. So um, if you get a chance, make sure you're still tuning in to us um, on IRLoneStar.com. Or if you go to Facebook, you can go to Moxie Innovative Facebook page and you can watch us live as well as listen to us live. Wait, what? We're on camera? Yeah. You didn't see this little guy right here? We bet. No, I, I don't know. Like, like you don't look fabulous all I the time. I should have. I wanted to put a little face cream on or something, but I didn't. So. <laughs> You're beautiful as always. Yeah, beautiful as always. Anyway, uh, so thanks for tuning in to Toast the Town with Christy and Mel and Holly. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. An estimated one in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org. Because every life matters. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Welcome back to Toast of the Town with Christy and Mel. And we have our special guest, Miss Holly Arbuckle, filling in here in the studio with me today, so I'm not here by my lonesome. Because Mel is remote today. Mel is remote. Mel is, Mel is in the air. Yes. Mel, I think you just kind of did this to be cool because everything's been remote lately, and you're just like, yeah. you're just like, I'm so remote. Well, yeah. you know, I did, she, that's, that's exactly what it is. And, and exactly she didn't have to do her hair. She didn't have that's to do any of this mess. And that's exactly what I was to say. You guys were talking about how you listed. I looked in the mirror and I went, ooh, it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you trying to say, Mel? Uh, Y'all look fabulous. Oh, uh, thank you. You're Thank you so much. Well, we, we've been talking about lots of great things, and, you know, and we're going to, we need to toast all the amazing development and all these great kids that have gotten innovative and decided to float the river for graduation and um, and their caps yeah. and gowns and all these businesses awesome. reopening. But it would be completely uh, remiss of us if we didn't talk about what's been going on in the news. So I'm just going to kick this off with what irritated me on the way here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. Wait, everybody wait, wait. be prepared. Preparation, everybody. Everybody be prepared. So... Um, I, you know, there, there's so much controversy in the news today, obviously, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the racial discussions, the tensions, the um, discussion about police and their, their um, abilities to serve their communities and so forth. And, and we're going to, we're going to just dive off into that, but I'm going to get into first what put me in this position. 
So everybody that knows me knows that I'm an Aggie, diehard Aggie. Um, you know, I, I love my university, and part of the reason why I ended up at A&M, because I was raised as a very devout Longhorn fan, was whenever I discovered the amazing history and traditions that, um, that embody Texas A&M University. And, um, and I'm not going to go into all the meanings and everything, but on my way here today, I saw some pictures of one of the statues um, of Sol Ross that is on campus in front of the academic building had been defaced oh, yeah. with graffiti. And um, and they put Black Lives Matter, and then they did this um, this A C A B. Um, all cops are bad, we'll say. Um, mm-hmm. And it absolutely not only broke my heart, sure, um, and not only broke my heart as a former student and as a historian and as um, you know somebody that just enjoys you know history and the statues. But it made me mad because, you know, if you if you feel moved to protest, that is absolutely your right, and you should you should go with it. But to deface government property in such a tacky, tasteless, careless way, it just really makes me angry. And he's a military he's a military hero. Yes. I mean, what? Why? Well, What's here's why. Here's why. And, and again, I think anybody who knows me knows I'm a very devout conservative. Right. Um, however, this situation has me a little bit torn up because, it, and again, you just said you're a historian. I actually have to have a history degree from the University of Texas. But I, oh, I, oh, yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, no. We're, we're gonna, this will be show part two sometime. When you start thinking about history and erasing it um, and I'm I do not ever want to erase history yes but what would we think of a nice little park and a statue of Hitler in Munich Germany we would think it was horrible right what would we think of a little statue of Mussolini yep of Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. of Gaddafi right any of the people who oppressed their people who did the things to their people that the black community feels, and and rightly so, mm-hmm. was done to them by Saul Ross and Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. and all of the Confederate generals. Right. They're, they they absolutely have a point when you look at it through the prism of literal history and through the prism of societies moving forward. Sure. So how where is the uh, where is the happy medium between honoring our Southern traditions? And um, honoring and respecting, uh, respecting and honoring our southern traditions, which of course you know I'm all about, but also revering the generals who fought to keep slavery. And you have to understand where that comes from. In in as much as we would never want Hitler or Eichmann or any of those guys revered in any way, of course, because society and the world has decided that. Nazism is without redemption. There is no redeeming quality to it. And we feel the same way about slavery. True. So Well, and and I will say this too, as somebody that comes from a Native American heritage, 
Um, That's why you have that great tan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I never knew that. Oh, my gosh. Um, but that beautiful skin. But, <laughs> but to be able to, you know, if we're going to have that same regard, then it go, applies to all of us. Exactly. I mean, we've all been wronged uh, culturally, you know, in life, right. by individuals, right. whatever. Um, but I think if we turn our back on history, and I'm not saying just, you know, not celebrating, but if right. we turn our back on history, then we're turning back, turning our back on the lessons that we learned during that time as well. Right. But those hit, the, the statues of the Confederate generals are not historical. They're, they're revered. They are statues. I mean, we put them up as to be reverent. Monuments. And as monuments. And, and so... You know, this. I'm not through thinking about this. You know, I'm just being honest with it. It, it's challenging for me because yeah. I've never been a person who thought we should take down the statues. And within the last year, I've really started comparing it to you know trying to get out of the just the plain American mindset. You know, but then the other side of that is you can't, um, you can't lessen what the United States of America did within a hundred years of its founding, which was yes. not done by Jesus Christ or Muhammad or Gandhi. No one stopped slavery except us. Mm -hmm. Now, they did in other countries as well. But within 100 years of America being founded, we stopped slavery, which had been, which has been a part of, of society from time immemorial. So there's not any, um, you know, it, it, that was the way of the world. You know, I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying anything like that. But to go back in history and say everybody who believed in slavery or, or had a slave or lived in the lifestyle of slavery like some of us did, um, our ancestors did mm -hmm. in the South. Um, that was the accepted way. And in, in the same way as we can't go back now and say everybody who, who put on a mask because of COVID is crazy because now we know you don't have to. You know, it's very easy to sit where we sit and look in the, at the past and criticize what we did then. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we as a society should do. We should learn and grow and not criticize where we used to be. I'm sorry. I'm no, not serious. No, but no, but I, I, but I think this is a serious conversation and what you're saying is exactly right. There is no clear cut, cut and dry answer. There's no between morality, between history, between any of it. There's no simple, you know, mindset that everybody is going to buy into. It's right. just not possible. Right. But I do believe that there is a time and a place for respect of every kind. And, you know, I, I, I think, I don't think, racism is an awful truth in this world. Right. Not just this nation, right. not just this state or town, in the world. Right. It is, it is a fact. And it is an awful fact, but it is humanity. Yes. And we are flawed, as right. we all know. Um, but I really, um, you know, you look at things and, and the way that our, our country was founded and rebelling against England and you know, and we celebrate, you know, our forefathers who sacrificed so much and fought against the people that paid for them to come here. Right, right. But the other thing, too, is the subjugation of the Indian peoples. I yes. mean, there has never, ever in the history of the world been a society formed any other way. Mm -hmm. Every single society that has been formed has been formed on the subjugation of the native peoples, whoever they are. Exactly. Going back to 0001, you know, and so that... You know, I'm not saying that what we did to the Indian nation was in any way uh, to be regarded. Mm -hmm. But that is the way it was done and is still done. Yes. So, you know, excuses maybe, 
but but facts. Well, and in you know, and so, and I do see your point. I, I do actually see your point. And, and it's and kind of irritating, isn't it? It is kind of irritating. It's kind of irritating. But you know what? You still don't have to spray paint the statue. I agree. You don't have to spray paint it. That's for dead gum <laughs> sure. But I just I can't sleep at night thinking about what I would think about a nice little park in a beautiful area of Munich, Germany, to dedicated to Hitler. And because the truth of the matter is, what Hitler did for the German people before Nazism, bringing them out of World War One as he did and fighting the Prussians like they did, right, I mean, he, right. was a, he was a hero. I mean, and he brought yeah. the German people way out of, of a dark, dark place. Mm -hmm. Now, he went too far. But, you know, that's exactly what they could say about all of our Confederate heroes. Yeah. No. It's, it's hard. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mel? No, I was, I, I have no thoughts because <laughs> I agree with, both, I mean, really, I agree with both sides. I agree with, I'm irritated with the, the defacing of the, of the, you know, the property. And I am wholeheartedly in agreement with ho what Holly is saying. So, you know, it's an my, inconvenient my opinion truth is, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. And my opinion is, they need to find the people who did it. They need to pay for the restoration of it. And then it needs to be petitioned and removed and put in another place or whatever the answer is there. But I, I don't think it needs to be ignored because somebody broke the law. Okay. I mean, agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, but, the, but the other side of it is, is that I, I, I get it, Holly. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And um, even though, even though you, from yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, and, and so taking that a step forward, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about, obviously, all of these protests that have been going on. And, you know, one of the new conversations as a proposed solution is the defunding of police forces um, across the country. Now, as someone who is a family member of a retired officer who was raised to respect officers and, you know, uh, and everyone that is in that facility, um, I, I can't even imagine what that looks like and what how that could even work. And, and they're saying that they're going to take money away from law enforcement and redirect it to social work and outreach programs and youth services. Which, how, how has that worked? How has that worked for us in the past? I mean, that's, that's my only question. How has... How has multicultural training worked in the school system? How has multicultural training worked within the within the administrative um, sector of municipalities? I, I think it's just. I really, I really think it's a. I think it's number one. It's a waste of money to move that money to that sort of thing, other than for obvious uh, programs that have proven to already work. Well, um, and, and I agree, but you know, if if I have somebody breaking into my house. Um, yeah, am, I, a, am I going to am I going to call, call the social worker the social worker to come and, and help me out? I mean, do y'all agree that this is just an invitation for lawlessness and more anarchy to ensue all over the country? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. But the thing about the there, there's two two additional points to make. The first one is that it always takes a radical group of people to swing things out so far that they come back to somewhere in the middle. Okay. And the okay. people who okay. have that thought of defunding the police have to know that that is not possible and that that is not even, you know, anything to be wanted, um, but mm. that something needs to happen. And maybe I'm being naive. Maybe they do mean defund the police, but that, that boggles my mind that anybody could think that. But f by pushing for that, 
they're trying to push the conversation forward, which it needs to go forward. Right, but you've got the city of Minneapolis who they're... They're actually doing they're, it. They're yeah. doing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, yeah. you and I both know, and Mel, you do too, that there are bad folks in every, every occupation, Absolutely. every field, every society, Absolutely. every group. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's Absolutely. always There's always going to be that one, at least. But most of those groups don't have guns and badges. That's what makes it... You know, and, and I mean, it's a, it's a, a truism. There's nothing worse than a dirty cop. There's yep. nothing better than a bad cop. Yeah. You know, and that they just have so much power and authority. The thing about and, this whole and and I'll and and let me add here as, and and y'all are y'all are in the same group I'm in, so you'll get this. But um, we know people who have come from uh, being a cop that it, it was there were things done that were much more prevalent. Um, and accepted that weren't necessarily thought of as racist. It was just the way they did things. And and that uh, so much of that has been cleaned up over the last 20, 25 years. Um, that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that, that, that it's moved ahead and that, that things have been done properly. Yeah, um, there has been a and, large improvement, I'd agree. Okay, so, but then we have, then we have one or two guys within a sector, and I, I don't know what the percentage is, I would say it's very small, that are really messing this up. And Chauvin is one of them. I don't know how you say things, Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever. Um, you know, he was a bad guy. He, oh, he happened to be a cop. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I think that that's, that's com- a completely different issue, and I think that they need to, you know, they ought to use that extra money and weed those guys out. True. Look, well, look. And, and I think it, there's there's some similarities whenever you start looking at, you know, um, you know the Catholic Church and their um, yeah. uh, their pastors Amen. that abuse children that use their authority in same, that respect. Yeah. It, it's very congruent because you can see the lines a lot in the same way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, that was another topic that was you know, kind of swept under the rug for as long as possible right. until somebody said, no, this isn't going to happen anymore. And um, and people come forward, and, and there's still people coming forward, and there's still, you know, bad guys in the priesthood, and there's Absolutely. still, you know, bad doctors that abuse women that come to see them. Right. There, I mean, uh, but where where do we where do we draw the line, especially when it comes to a group of people that I would say the majority signed up for this job because there's not as much glory as people want. Yeah. You aren't going to become a millionaire being in law enforcement. You aren't going to, you know, um, you know. Well, it's 95% sheer boredom and 5% sheer terror. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so. That's what so, a policeman told me one time. You know, and so many of, of these great officers that are, you know, you look at the officers that were killed in Dallas. Was that two years ago, a year ago? Um, and you look at these those officers, most of those that were victims of those killers were part of their community. They were respected and revered and people wanted them to be an integral part of their community because they were doing their jobs right. And I think it's just a real horrible shame that the rhetoric right now going on in this country is focused uh, so much on all cops are bad. And we all know that's not true. Well, and the thing that's so strange about it is the way the emotion of the country and the attention of the country has just ricocheted because it wasn't, I mean, before, before COVID, 
you know, we were in this whole first responders, you know, revering the first responders, mm-hmm. and everybody was having barbecues from them. And, yes. And, you know, Joe's Italian guy, you know, did anything he could for cops. I mean, yes. the whole country was obsessed. You know, we went from obsessing the, about the guys on 9-11. Remember, first, those guys, mm-hmm. was, I mm-hmm. think that's when the whole first responder thing happened. Yeah. And they were wonderful. They went into the towers, blah, blah, blah. But this country has been, you know, obsessed with honoring yeah. first responders for the last couple of years, yes. you know, in a way right. that we've got, we do that with the military as well. And then one thing, and boom, we have just, you know, it's like done a one eighty. Yeah, and and now everybody hates the cops, and it's just crazy. It's like, it, it, and it's, it, but what it does is it, it shows a lack of foundation about knowing what you believe in and what's important and what what you're willing to to do something about. You well, know. and the power of the media to skew oh, perspectives and and change people's attitudes in order to, you know, cause a reaction that can sometimes be very tragically flawed. Exactly, but that's because those beliefs aren't strongly held enough that they get swayed so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, I'm I'm a big strong proponent of if you want to protest, rock on. Mm-hmm. You know, I got no problem with that. If you yeah. want to, it, it, whatever, however you want to. Um, fulfill what you feel like is your promise to to your society you should do but you should know what that is yes. and you should be committed to it and you should understand why you know you feel that way and why you're taking the action and that's what I don't I'll bet you 96% of the people who protest aren't registered to vote I absolutely and 99% agree. Of them absolutely don't vote. well and I also that's the minimum and I believe too that a lot of the a lot of people these days because of so many other worries that they're having to deal with, so many other obligations, so many constraints on their time, that they're basing their foundation of beliefs on the media and what they read on social media, um, the you know people that are influencing you know others, and instead of you know actually digging in right. and finding out what it means to them personally, right. and then taking the action that they feel is appropriate Absolutely. because they're passionate and about it. You don't it. have to do it on everything. No, you just need to fix. Find two or three things that you really, really care about, and know them, and and hold them true. Yes. You know? So, so, so I, I want to add something. We 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 jump on the media all the time, and because, you know, we are, we are of the conservative ilk, as are most people in Montgomery County. Um, we tend to jump on the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the ABCs, the CBSs, because they're so little, and and you know, we all tend to watch you know, Fox, because they're, they're conservative. But I think, um, and, you know, I'm probably going to get shot down for this, but I think that the Sean Hannity's, and I don't dislike Sean Hannity, but anyway, I think that the Sean Hannity's and Laura Ingram's of the world do just as much disservice to um, these stories about um, cop shooting, well, specifically the, the ordeal in Dallas. And I think they do just as much disservice to it as the left-wing media, because they bring out they bring out that we when when what was it they said when what do we want we want cops dead when do we want it we want it now he two years later he's still repeating that yeah okay that that event is over absolutely and here's the only thing that I will say about that because I just I I will say out loud I can't stand Sean Hannity (laughs) and you know. The one thing that I will make an excuse for that is, it is absolutely, well, I don't know if it is. It should be clear to everybody that Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson are, and Rush Limbaugh are opinion 
are opinion journalists. Yeah. They are not journalists. Yeah. They don't claim to be journalists. They are entertainers, period. Right. On the other I side, agree. Chris Cuomo does consider himself to be a journalist. Anderson Cooper <laughs> does consider himself to be a journalist. True. And when they take the other side as if it's journalism, when David Muir on ABC talks as if it's journalism and he is a respected journalist, that's what that's the problem. Yep. And so to conflate what happens at night on Fox News with what happens in the six o'clock news hour on the more what you would what we call mainstream media mm -hmm. is not the same thing. No, uh, Fox absolutely. I mean, when you, when you look at the the true ratings, the the Brett Bear News Hour, which is I don't know if it's at five or six. I guess it's a five, is rated as the most even-handed news hour by everybody in the news business. There is no opinion in in what Brett Bear says. It's all straight journalism, and it's been recognized by. I wouldn't say Pulitzer. I'm trying to think what organization. I can't remember now, mm -hmm. but I've read it year after year, you know. Um, but what happens after that is not, is pure politics. And it's the same thing on all the other stations, but they pretend that it's not. Well, and and Fox at least admits that they're right. opinion. opinion. And, and, you know, and people, are, I think, find it so hard to differentiate that opinion is not fact. No. And because they're being sold and fed that opinion as they're being fed these facts, it kind of mixes in and it goes in as as one can join truth right. and it's not. Right. And even, okay. even go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm No, no, that's okay. I was just going to say I I get that and I agree. Um but it's uh it's it's blown up and it's um I, I regardless of whether it's opinion or whether it's um you know, straight journalism. Um I think there's too much of it. I really do. I don't care where you are. I think there's too much of it. I think the fact that that happened, first of all, I think it's atrocious. These guys were leaders in uh, establishing community policing. They were fabulous cops. Um, and you're talking about the Dallas and, guys? And so, yeah, yeah, okay. the okay. Dallas guys. I'm sorry. And so, so I, 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 you know, the fact that they're not with us anymore is just it's devastating. The, well, the other side of it is, is that you know. We don't need to. We don't need to keep blowing things up. It was a peaceful march. It was a peaceful way to to move forward. And you know, and I just think it. I just think it's too much. That's all. Well, and I think this is a conversation that's going to be ongoing as we see what what happens now uh, that they had the uh, the final burial yesterday, um, mm -hmm. um, and what you know the people that stay impassioned, um, you know, and and are going to carry this forward in the way that it should be done, you know, uh, by casting ballots, by talking to um, congressmen, by, you know, taking the steps necessary to actually affect real change, mm -hmm. or if the media is going to roll on to something else, because, you know, wasn't that long ago, and it was all COVID, and it was all COVID, and it was all COVID, and then, oh, hey, people started not getting so scared of COVID, and it wasn't that big of a deal, and so wham, now we've got this whole another debacle that we're all dealing with. And there's so many other news stories that are that are real meaty news that people in this country need to know about that they're <laughs> missing because of all of this other, you know, uh, you know, slide of hand tricks that are going oh, on absolutely. right now. And that's what's so frustrating is people, you know, are, are getting enraged about these topics because they're using these these wonderful trigger trigger words that get people impassioned and you know a little bit crazy sometimes 
And then over here, there's there's other real news going on that affects us every day that we're not paying attention to. And, and I think that that's the real shame. Um, so I, I think I think going forward, we're going to be watching how that happens and, and what transpires, you know, kind of like I'm doing with Major League Baseball. What are we going to do with baseball? <laughs> Hopefully it's coming back. <laughs> if they could just all, oh, yeah. you know, once again, it's money holding up the greatest pastime and it is making me crazy. Mm. But I did get a little bit of a baseball fix this past weekend with Jackson. So that that helped Yay. a little bit. Um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up too, and and um, I was really gonna, I was gonna get Holly with this because I really wanted to get her opinion on some of this stuff, but we'll have to do this next time. The Texas Water Development Board is looking for residents to be part of planning groups to develop a statewide regional flooding plan. How to flood? Or no, no, yeah. How to so water's the new oil. Water's so, the thing. Well, it is. And yeah, so it's it gonna is. be it's gonna be interesting. They're they're doing fifteen groups of twelve members. Nominations are due by July second. If you would like to be a part of it or read more, you can go to www. Okay, dot, which one of y'all wants to be in it? Okay, sorry, can I can ahead. I finish the website? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. TWDB.texas.gov. But um, you know, and I was I was reading about this and they didn't say, Hey, you have to be an expert they're just saying hey we just want people so it'll be really interesting you know given uh recent local water politics what this is gonna um involve with the state and obviously flooding uh flood mitigation and water resources is a really hot topic and something that we need to talk about but um it's i'm i'm have no doubt that it'll be some kind of controversy in there yeah i'm yeah. sure absolutely yeah absolutely well, we've got okay, wait. I have one more thing to say. Okay. The next time we do this, y'all send somebody up with my class of champagne so I can vote. It's a deal. <laughs> it's a deal. Well, uh, Mel, thank you so much for calling in to join us today. Oh, and Holly, thanks for uh, for coming up and, and helping. I think you gave some new perspective that we've all got to talk about. But I, I think it's a good conversation. I think we're having real conversations about very real topics and very real problems. I don't mean to turn everything political. No, like but, but it is. But yeah. it's it's very but true. It is it's, political. It is political. And, um, and there's lots of things, new conversations that we need to have. Don't forget, you can watch this if you missed it in its entirety um, on the YouTube channel. You can go to IRLoneStar.com. And make sure you set your calendar to join us every Wednesday from 12 to noon as we bring you Toast the Town with Christy and Mel, celebrating the best of Montgomery County in and around uh, the area. Holly, thanks so much. Mel, it was great to see you. Y'all stay safe out there, stay cool, and we will see you next week. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com. Hey guys.